Chapters 13 through 17 Of the Perpetual Virginity of Blessed Mary By St. Jerome This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 13. The last proposition of Hevelius was this. And it is what he wished to show when he treated of the firstborn, that brethren of the Lord are mentioned in the Gospels. For example, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, seeking to speak to him, and elsewhere. After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren. And again his brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go unto Judea, that thy disciples also may behold the works which thou doest. For no man doth anything in secret, and himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou doest these things, manifest thyself to the world. And John adds, For even his brethren did not believe on him. Mark also and Matthew. And coming into his own country, he taught them in their synagogues, insomuch that they were astonished, and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brethren James and Joseph, and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Luke also in the Acts of the Apostles relates, These all, with one accord, continued steadfastly in prayer, with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Paul the Apostle also is at one time with them, and witnesses to their historical accuracy. And I went up by revelation, but the other of the apostles saw I none, save Peter and James, the Lord's brother. And again in another place, Have we no right to eat and drink? Have we no right to lead about wives, even as the rest of the apostles, and the brethren of the Lord, and Cephas? And for fear any one should not allow the evidence of the Jews, since it was they from whose mouth we hear the name of his brothers, we should maintain that his countrymen were deceived by the same error in respect of the brothers into which they fell in their belief about the father. Helvidius utters a sharp note of warning and cries, The same names are repeated by the evangelists in another place, and the same persons are their brethren of the Lord and sons of Mary. Matthew says, And many women were there, doubtless at the Lord's cross, beholding from afar, which had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him, among whom was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Mark also, and there were also women beholding from afar, among whom were both Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the less, and Joseph and Salome, and in the same place shortly after, and many other women which came up with him unto Jerusalem. Luke 2. Now there were Mary Magdalene and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them. 14. My reason for repeating the same thing again and again is to prevent him from raising a false issue, and crying out that I have withheld such passages as make for him, and that his view had been torn to shreds not by evidence of scripture, but by evasive arguments. Observe, he says, James and Joseph are mothers of Mary, and the same persons who are called brethren by the Jews. Observe, he says, James and Joseph 
are sons of Mary, and the same persons who were called brethren by the Jews. Observe, Mary is the mother of James the Less and of Joseph, and James is called the Less to distinguish him from James the Greater, who was the son of Zebedee, as Mark elsewhere states. And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph beheld where he was laid. And when the Sabbath was past, they brought spices, that they might come and anoint him. And as might be expected, he says, What a poor and impious view we take of Mary, if we hold that when other women were concerned about the burial of Jesus, she, his mother, was absent. Or if we invent some kind of second Mary, and all the more because the Gospel of St. John testifies that she was there present when the Lord upon the cross commended her, as his mother, and now a widow, to the care of John, or must we suppose that the evangelists were so far mistaken, and so far misled us as to call Mary the mother of those who were known to the Jews as brethren of Jesus? What darkness, what raging madness, rushing to its own destruction! You say that the mother of the Lord was present at the cross. You say that she was entrusted to the disciple John on account of her widowhood, and solitary condition, as if upon your own showing she had not four sons and numerous daughters with whose solace she might comfort herself. You also apply to her the name of widow, which is not found in Scripture, and although you quote all instances in the Gospels, the words of John alone displease you. You say in passing that she was present at the cross, that you may not appear to have omitted it on purpose. And yet, not a word about the woman who were with her. I could pardon you if you were ignorant, but I see you have a reason for your silence. Let me point out then what John says. But there were standing by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. No one doubts that there were two apostles called by the name James, James the son of Zebedee, and James the son of Alphaeus. Do you intend the comparatively unknown James the Less, who was called in Scripture the son of Mary, not whoever of Mary the mother of our Lord, to be an apostle or not? If he is an apostle, he must be the son of Alphaeus, and a believer in Jesus, for neither did his brethren believe in him. If he is not an apostle, but a third James, who he can be, I cannot tell. How can he be regarded as the Lord's brother? And how, being a third, can he be called less to distinguish him from greater, when greater and less are used to denote the relations existing, not between three, but between two? Notice, moreover, that the Lord's brother is an apostle, since Paul says, Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas, and tarried with him fifteen days. But the other apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. And in the same epistle, and when they perceived the grace was given unto me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be pillars, etc. And that you may not suppose this James to be the son of Zebedee, you have only to read in the Acts of the Apostles, and you will find that the latter had already been slain by Herod. The only conclusion is that Mary, who is described as the mother of James the Less, was the wife of Alphaeus, and sister of Mary, the Lord's mother. The one who is called by John the Evangelist, 
Mary of Clopas, whether after her father or kindred, or for some other reason. But if you think they are two persons, because elsewhere we read, Mary the mother of James the less, and here Mary of Clopas, you have still to learn that it is customary in Scripture for the same individual to bear different names. Ragul, Moses' father-in-law, is also called Jethro. Gideon, without any apparent reason for the change, all at once becomes Zerubbabel. Ozias, king of Judah, has an alternative as Arias. Mount Tabor is called Itabrium. Again, Hermon is called by the name Phoenicius Senior, and by the Amorites Senior. The same tract of country is known by three names, Negiba, Timon, and Darom in Ezekiel. Peter is also called Simon and Cephas. Judas the Zealot in another gospel is called Thaddeus. And there are numerous other examples which the reader will be able to collect for himself from every part of Scripture. 16. Now here we have the explanation of what I am endeavoring to show. How it is that the sons of Mary, the sister of our Lord's mother, who, though not formally believers afterwards, did believe, can be called brethren of the Lord. Possibly the case might be that one of the brethren believed immediately, while the others did not believe until long after, and that one Mary was the mother of James and Joseph's, namely Mary of Clopas, who is the same as the wife of Alphaeus, the other the mother of James the less. In any case, if she the latter had been the Lord's mother, St. John would have allowed her the title, as everywhere else, and would not by calling her the mother of other sons have given a wrong impression. But at this stage I do not wish to argue for or against the supposition that Mary the wife of Cleopas and Mary the mother of James and Joseph were different women, provided it is clearly understood that Mary the mother of James and Joseph was not the same person as the Lord's mother. How then, says Helvidius, do you make out that they were called the Lord's brethren, who were not his brethren? I will show how that is. In Holy Scripture there are four kinds of brethren, by nature, race, kindred, love. Instances of brethren by nature are Esau and Jacob, the twelve patriarchs, Andrew and Peter, James and John. As to the race, all Jews are called brethren of one another, as in Deuteronomy, if thy brother in Hebrew man or in Hebrew woman be sold unto thee, and serve thee six years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. And in the same book, thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. One from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee. Thou mayest not put a foreigner over thee, which is not thy brother. And again, thou shalt not see thy brother's ox or his sheep go astray, and hide thyself from them. Thou shalt surely bring them again unto thy brother. And if thy brother be not nigh unto thee, or if thou know him not, then thou shalt bring it home to thine house, and it shall be with thee until thy brother seek after it, and thou shalt restore it to him again. And the Apostle Paul says, I wish that I myself were an anathema from Christ for my brethren's sake, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites. Moreover, they are called brethren by kindred who are of one family, that is, patria, which corresponds 
to the Latin paternitas, because from a single root a numerous progeny proceeds. In Genesis we read, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we are brethren. And again, so Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated each from his brother. Certainly Lot was not Abraham's brother, but the son of Abraham's brother, Aram. For Terah begat Abraham, and Nahor, and Aram, and Aram begot Lot. Again we read, And Abram was seventy and five years old, when he departed out of Haran. But Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son. But if you still doubt whether a nephew can be called a son, let me give you an instance. When Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he led forth his trained men, both in his house, 318. And after describing the night attack and the slaughter, he adds, And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot. Let this suffice by way of proof of my assertion. But for fear you may make some caviling objection, and wriggle out of your difficulty like a snake. I must bind you fast with the bonds of proof, to stop your hissing and complaining. For I know you would like to say, you have been overcome, not so much by scripture truth as by intricate arguments. Jacob the son of Isaac and Rebekah, when in fear of his brother's treachery, he had gone to Mesopotamia, drew nigh and rolled away the stone from the mouth of the well, and watered the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel, and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, and that he was Rebekah's son. Here is an example of the rule already referred to, by which a nephew is called a brother. And again Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me what thy wages be. And so, when at the end of twenty years, without the knowledge of his father-in-law, and accompanied by his wives and sons, he was returning to his country. On Laban overtaking him in the Mount of Gilead, and failing to find the idols which Rachel hid among the baggage, Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin, that thou hast so hotly pursued after me, whereas thou hast felt all about my stuff? What hast thou found in all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us two. Tell me, who are those brothers of Jacob and Laban, who were present there? Esau, Jacob's brother, was certainly not there, and Laban, the son of Bethuel, had no brothers, although he had a sister, Rebekah. 17. Innumerable instances of the same kind are to be found in the sacred books, but to be brief I will return to the last of the four classes of brethren, those namely who are brethren by affection, and these again fall into two divisions, those of the spiritual and those of a general relationship. I say spiritual because all of us Christians are called brethren, as in the verse, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And in another psalm the Savior says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. And elsewhere, go unto my brethren and say to them, I say also general, because we are all children of one father. There is a like bond of brotherhood between us all. Tell these who hate you, says the prophet, ye are my brethren, 
and the apostle writing to the Corinthians, If any man that is named brother be a fornicator or covetous, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one know not to eat. I now ask to which class you consider the Lord's brethren in the gospel must be assigned. They are brethren by nature, you say, but scripture does not say so. It calls them neither sons of Mary nor of Joseph. Shall we say they are brethren by race? But it is absurd to suppose that a few Jews were called his brethren when all the Jews of the time might upon this principle have borne the title. Were they brethren by virtue of close intimacy and the union of heart and mind? If that were so, who were more truly his brethren than the apostles who received his private instruction and were called by him his mother and his brethren? Again, if all men as such were his brethren, it would have been foolish to deliver a special message. Behold, thy brethren seek thee, for all men alike were entitled to the name. The only alternative is to adopt the previous explanation and understand them to be called brethren in virtue of the bond of kindred, not of love and sympathy, nor by prerogative of race, nor yet by nature. Just as Lot is called Abraham's brother and Jacob Laban's, just as the daughters of Zelophilehad received a lot among their brethren, just as Abraham himself had to wife Sarah his sister, for he says, She is indeed my sister on my father's side, not on my mother's. That is to say, she was the daughter of his brother, not of his sister. Otherwise, what are we to say of Abraham, a just man, taking to wife the daughter of his own father? Scripture in relating the history of the men of early times does not outrage our ears by speaking of the enormity in expressed terms, but prefers to leave it to be inferred by the reader. And God afterwards gives to the prohibition the sanction of the law and threatens he who takes his sister, born of his father or of his mother, and beholds her nakedness, hath committed abomination. He shall be utterly destroyed. He hath uncovered his sister's nakedness. He shall bear his sin. End of chapters 13 through 17